Yes, this is What the Football. This is your host, Patrick, and back with me this week after their week off are both our regular hosts in Con and Liam. How are you both, and did you enjoy your week off? Yeah, well deserved. Hello, gentlemen. Unfortunately, Liam's back from Hawaii. We're kind of hoping he stayed there while floating down in the ocean, but he's back, unfortunately. Much like the international break, it's good to get away sometimes, but it's also very good to be back, and it's lovely to hear your voice again, Connell. I'm sure it is, Liam. I'm sure it brings a smile to your, voice, to your face. <laughs> hey, settle down, you two. Settle down. Oh, what did you think of the international break programming? It was miserable. Oh, my goodness. Who wants to <laughs> even talk about international football? The worst thing ever. For once, I agree with Dan Haswell. They should really... I don't understand why they don't have a separate time for international football at the end of the season. It's just painful. Oh, well, you, you bring it up, Con. How about we start with some of the things that Dan actually said? I wouldn't mind getting your, your take on them. Have a listen to these. Con loves me, but I only like him. So, as usual, nobody knows what the heck he's going on, and he's just, and he's just rambling on incoherently. <laughs> so that's, that's standard discourse coming from the Con man. Um, and he... His favourite pastime is talking about Man United. So I don't even know which team he supports these days. <laughs> in true, in true Dan fashion, isn't it? For him to uh, be having a go. But one thing I did take from the conversation last week, Pat, is that Dan has the tendency to never actually commit to anything he says, which uh, is something he seems quite consistent in. I think you asked him a question last week about, do you think Ole Gunnar Solskjaer is the man to do all the things he said? And he never really gave an answer. So can you, tr- can you trust a man who's a fence-sitter? I'm not sure. Yeah, I, I did notice that. I listened back to him. I said, I realized he didn't answer my question, and I should have got him. No. Yeah. <laughs> he said, very good question, Pat. Now, that's a really good question. <laughs> really, really good. And then he, then he, then he deflected. So I need to get him back on and get him to answer that yeah. again. But, but yeah, good call. So speaking of good calls, how about we, we get into... WTF moments, boys. The moments that made you both and all of us sit up and say, what the football? Who wants to kick us off today? Well, look, I, I really want to start the segment off with the statistic. And then I'd like to play a little clip, if that's okay with you, Pat. Um, if it's not, what if it's not, Con? I don't care. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, playing, I'm playing it anyway. So here, here's a great statistic I saw today. And uh, I thought it was actually quite uh, fitting when you consider what happened on the weekend to a certain team, uh, a couple of big mouths from a couple of weeks ago and a lot to say about the team they were playing. But uh, anyway, this particular player, I thought was, uh, I put his name up in the spotlight because it's just week in, week out, the same sort of crap from him, yet he's uh, considered quite a quality defender. So David Luiz at Chelsea. Three penalties in 160 Premier League games. David Luiz at Arsenal, two penalties in four games. 
And not only that, but his uh, penalty he gave away on the weekend was so criminal, it actually led to Watford's equaliser. And Pat, I would like to play you a clip of uh, your takings of David's. So listen up, lads. I hope you can hear this clearly. Couldn't really hear it, Con, but I yeah. think I know what you're I'm getting not, at. I'm not sure what I'm not sure what you guys heard then, but that wasn't very clear. Didn't come through clear. To... Bloody hell. No. Would you like it was to paraphrase one of my best Con? Ever. You basically uh, it's funny you say paraphrase, but you basically said that David Louise is a great signing. He's been phenomenal at the back for you. Uh, he's done amazing things during the season. You think he's the answer for Arsenal? And that people are too harsh on his defending and he should be compared to Virgil van Dijk. I mean, that's basically what you said in a nutshell. (laughs) It doesn't sound, a lot of that doesn't sound like what I would actually say, but some of it I will. Well, look, look, I'm not going to lie. I'm not, the, the, actually word for word, the clippings were, I wish you could have heard the clipping because it was quite brilliant, but, uh, that was basically what you said over a number of weeks. A bit of cut and paste here and there, but if you put it all together, it sounds like you're saying David Luiz is Virgil van Dijk in disguise. So, <laughs> well, like on what I will say, and I trust that that this opinion is similar to some of the misinformed media that just look at the highlights of the game, like like you obviously have just watched. Because if you are watching Arsenal versus Watford, yeah, we go. Luis was majestic. <laughs> he was absolutely majestic, except for that one penalty, which actually was a dive by Pereira. If you watch it, Pereira pushes a ball to the left and runs forward and, and dives over Luis's leg, which probably shouldn't have been in that uh, wow. position. Wow! You, you 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 watch you watch that again. It's a clear simulation. If someone taps a ball ninety degrees in the opposite direction to where they are actually running to, and then keeps running straight ahead to actually jump over someone's leg in the opposite opposite direction to where the ball is going, that is a dive. But people yeah. are quick to say, "That's Louise. Great, let's jump on him and criticize Louise because it's Louise, and that's our favorite pastime." You really are grasping at straws. <laughs> I'm so glad it's another Arsenal supporter that actually said that. Oh, I, can't well, even, I can't stand up for him. But what, what else did he do wrong that game, Liam? He didn't have a bad game. I, I didn't get I only watched the mini-match, unfortunately. Oh, there we go. So go back in your box. <laughs> actually watch the game watch before you start passing comments on it. Because he, it, it, you look at the stats, how many shots on goal did they have? They had close to 30 shots on goal. How much possession did they have that second half? Close to 70%. And, and in the first half, when we had 65%, it was all in our defence. It wasn't our midfield with the possession. It was our defence passing it around because we had no midfield. So I don't necessarily blame the centre-backs. Both of them made, made one horrendous mistake each. Absolutely horrendous, both of them, for, for that one mistake. But, 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 but Liam, but Liam, no, no, no. 
No, don't you put don't put don't put my words into my mouth, Liam. (laughs) What I am saying is that they both make made one or two mistakes in the game, but the dam will eventually break under enough pressure, and that's what happened. We were just woeful. The whole team was woeful, and the defence stood up reasonably well considering how bad we were, and eventually they made a mistake and it cost us. An avoidable mistake, Pat. That's the issue at hand here, is it's an avoidable mistake. There's mate, no, that's a penalty, we, mate. That is a penalty all day of the week, whether Pereira plays for it or not. The fact that you put your leg out there him try to make the tackle. And, of course, I've seen that happen a million times. But the moment you put your leg out there and a, def- and a striker or an attacking player extends his leg to reach you, you're in, you're in all sorts in that time. So it's just, again, to me, I brought it up the other week. It's bad decision-making at critical times in the game. And it's cost you dearly. Instead of 2-1, Socrates, the, you know, that whole trying to play out from the back from Arsenal, poor decision-making is what's leading to your downfall, and it's not good enough. You can't settle for that. Otherwise, you're settling for just being a mediocre team at the end of the day. Right, so what is the solution, Con? I don't know. Well, you, you guys made these signings, so that's the question for your coach. So when you look you know? at it, we've, we've got three-quarters of our back four not playing right now. So who's out? We've got Bellerin out, we've got Tierney out, we've got Holding out. So that's three quarters of back four. So, so we've got injury issues. We had an issue with our captain leaving just before the end start of the season. And so, and, and, and I think I said, I didn't compare Louise to Van Dyke. I said he is a Sorry, st- stepping stone. Yeah, it was Sanjay. Thank you very much. But I mean, he he's is your mate, so it's the same thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes, he, he pretty is much my mate. agreed with him, so you said the same thing. <laughs> right, okay. <laughs> But but he was a stepping stone until we get the right centre backs. So it, in no way did I say we were settling for David Louise. I said he was reasonable value at eight million. He at least provides leadership. He provides uh, pretty good positioning and reading of the play. Which in and, and if you do watch the game, he actually was holding us together for the majority of the game. And it's just unfortunate. I, I, I just like to stick up for the people who I think are being unfairly maligned. Con, that's why I will stick up for you one of these days. <laughs> but when, when people jump on, he makes one or two mistakes in 90 minutes and the rest of it, he is brilliant. Sure, those mistakes are horrendous, but I think sometimes you got to give credit for what he's doing. If he, if, if he wasn't in our team yesterday, uh, this morning, it would have been horrific what actually happened to us. Do you stand up for Xhaka as well? I rarely stand up for Xhaka, but he was by, he was not our worst players today. You want me to give you our worst players? And after, 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 Maitland Niles, mate, how many times is Delafayu going to cut in and shoot? I, I was just yelling at the screen, show him the line, don't let him cut in every single time he got the ball and every single time he'd just do a little dab to his right, cut in. And Maitland Niles was like surprised every time. I'm going, man, what, what, what have you been watching? So, so he was, he was pretty horrific. Gwen Doozy, after having a breakout game against Tottenham, was back to his horrific worst. Um, uh, who else was horrific? Pepe, horrific. Uh, um, who oh, else can Pepe, I? Pepe, Is it, uh, Pepe, 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 the next Thierry Henry Pepe, that Pepe. 
Same yeah, with we, 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 we were given time, Con. We, we don't discard our champions like you Liverpool people do. And, <laughs> and, and Ozil, I mean, listen, he did a couple of good things. He was, once again, quite fast going forward and then, and then not so fast coming back. And what, what happened with Ozil once? Was, he, he was running. It was in the first half. He, he was running through with the ball. He fell over, right? He fell, just fell over his own feet. I don't know if you guys saw this. And then the ball went in front of him about 10 metres and he was obviously on the ground because he'd fallen over. And that, that's what happens when you fall over. And the, um, who are we playing against? Watford got the ball and they just dribbled straight past him. Like he was on the ground for like 30 seconds because he tripped over and he was just doing his little hand signals going, oh, I fell over, what's going on? He could have got up and put a bit of pressure on it. They just dribbled past him. He was sitting on the ground. They're the types of things which infuriate me, mate. Really infuriate me. But we, 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 we had, we had so many bad players, um, today and a, and a bad manager as well today, unfortunately. Yeah. I will say you are definitely a Louise advocate, mate, and I um, I commend you for that. You keep fighting that good fight. <laughs> Thanks, mate. Liam, do you have a WTF moment for us? Well, of course. Um, my moment goes to what the Farke <laughs> went on on Saturday. I'm surprised that actually I was... I'm surprised Con didn't bring up, but then I'm not surprised at all. I, I, I of course, he would bring up Arsenal. Yeah. I thought he, I thought <laughs> that he was my next moment. To, I thought he got in first to get in early because he wanted to rub salt in the wound and tell us all about how Liverpool are five points clear and rada rada rada. But the best one of the weekend is what the Farke. Is that an upset that surprised uh, us all, or what? We should rechristen this, this actual episode, the What the Farke episode, because that was unbelievable. And, and we've got to, and that was my W, one of my WTF moments. It's basically, it's all over. Liverpool are this year's Premier League champions. They cannot oh, hang be caught, on. Con. Hang they cannot on. be con, caught. Slow and five, you, mate. Slow listen and to three. me. <laughs> five, five points clear after five games. At this rate, they'll win the league by 38 points in one of the most lopsided seasons ever. <laughs> <laughs> I will take that happily, Pat. Happily. And, and you know one of the main reasons for it? I, I want to play you a clip of, of what I brought up two weeks ago, and I was really surprised that no one really made a mention of it. But, but have, a, have a look at this. Have a listen to this. City and Liverpool won as expected, but City possibly at a cost with a big injury to Laporte. Now, you remember that? Laporte, I big do. knee injury. It was almost like, oh, don't worry, City will put in Fernandinho, Otamendi, and it doesn't matter. They don't have to defend much anyway. And what happened? Otamendi decided to be generous. He decided to do a Gwendouzi slash Socrates effort on the edge of his box. Yeah. Um, slash David that, Luiz. Such slash Luiz. David Luiz, yes. <laughs> um, and, and gee, and suddenly that, that, that could cost him. How, how long is he out for? Three to six months. Yeah, he'll be back in February if he's lucky. Yeah, I think I saw February, early February. Wow. I guess a close title race, that's got to have an impact. Yeah, why this is different to say last season was they had the defensive cover there last year when, you know, you got people like Company still there and so forth. But with Company gone and now Laporte gone, you know, you've got Stones and Otamendi. 
to me, I've never rated either as proper, um, you know, quality center backs. They, they do a job, but Stones makes numerous mistakes and Otamendi is kind of a liability at the best of times. And that, you know, another injury and there's, there's literally no cover there unless they start using midfielders or potentially dip into their youth. So I think this is a much bigger loss for them than, you know, as a child last year with Kevin De Bruyne going out where we thought that would be a huge loss to them, but it proved to not be. I think this is actually quite a, a big one for them. Yeah, so Liam, not, you, you, not, you've stopped. Not Paul, sorry. Oh, you go first. Carry on. What, what were you saying? Uh, I, I was g- going <laughs> to say you. You, you, you stole my uh, my Norwich one, but but I will have the linked one because I do want to talk about Norwich a bit more. Yes. Uh, I, I think it was a week where teams got their just desserts, and and what, what I'm saying is that teams that showed some enterprise and, for lack of a better word, spunk, got got their rewards for showing it. We started off the week with Newcastle coming out to trying to, trying to bore Liverpool to death, and they got justly hammered. Literally. I, on, the, on the converse, you've got the, you've got teams like Norwich, Bournemouth, Chelsea, and, and I throw Watford in there, who came out with attitude, with a, with a, uh, I, I guess a, a an aggressive game plan to actually win something or get something from the game, and they got it. And I've just got to take my my hats off to them, um, at Norwich especially. I mean, gee, the the way they played and and they they, they were criticised in the first couple of weeks when they lost to uh, lost to City, for example, and when they were trying to play an attacking style, a, a passing style against the league champion, sorry, not City, Liverpool, and. And now they've turned around against City, and they've stuck to their guns. And not only that, they had they had half their team out. Yeah. Do you want to talk about that a bit more? I read, yeah. I read that somewhere that they had eleven players um, unavailable against City, and uh, they played really well. Like they they sat back when needed to. They hit them on the counter. Pookie is a revelation for them, and they just they really played to their strengths, and they're not shy. And their their home fans would have would have loved that. And, as you can imagine. Was, Who was the midfielder yeah. that scored their second goal? Cantwell. Cantwell. Yeah, I, I loved his interview at the end of the game that they actually asked him, were you sure that Pookie was going to pass the ball to you? And he went, yeah, 100%. He's a team player. I knew exactly what he was trying to do. I knew the ball would come. And that's the type of type of team they are. Yeah. I mean, I couldn't, I could not believe the result when I saw it the next morning because... Uh, yeah, I had to kind of wipe my eyes and the screen. I, I didn't know what I was actually looking at. It was that much of a shock. When I when I saw Norwich playing City, I thought, oh, there's going to be plenty of goals in this. But I think, I honestly thought there'd be a scoreline of Norwich 2, Manchester City 6 or 7. And that's no disrespect to Norwich. But I just thought, you know, defensively, um, they're not the strongest. And City are just... They're irresistible going forward. They tend to walk the ball in the net. There's no way that Norwich can cope. Yeah. But having actually watched the, you know, the game, I thought Norwich held themselves pretty well. They they explicitly caught City on the counter. It was like a thing of beauty. They uh, the counter attacks were just absolutely brilliant. And um, you know when they got three one up, that final forty minutes in the game or thirty minutes was. I do not know how 
knowledge held out because it was literally one-way traffic the entire time. But they held their own. The fans were going mental. There were a few of them crying. <laughs> I remember watching with my wife and she's like, Have they won the league? <laughs> they, they're just about to beat Manchester City. So to them, this is one of the greatest achievements probably ever when you consider you know, the, the history of Norwich and where they are now to them coming up from the championship just last year. What a result. And just so, so unexpected. And that's why I suppose we love the Premier League for what it is. You just never know when a result like that is around the corner. Well, wasn't didn't your wife actually say, "Have you just won the league, Con?" Because you were jumping up and down, <laughs> celebrating so much. <laughs> I think maybe I did, Miss. Yeah, yeah, you're probably right, actually. Right, we're back to you, Con. You got another one for us? Look, I hate to bring it up, but my goodness, this VAR is just getting worse and worse every week. <laughs> it, it's, it's. I thought the the conversation would be around the crap calls that VAR is potentially making. But I think unanimously everybody is going, why isn't VAR making any calls on decisions that are so, in my mind, clear and obvious? You know, you guys spoke about the other week in the Arsenal game with the pushing and shoving and then players getting, yeah, the shirt pulling and the players getting warnings. Mate, if you guys watch the Liverpool game, I'm sorry, this is not even open for debate, but if you watch the game and you see the tackle on Matip um, from a corner... Yeah, he had his head ripped off. Was, he, Hayden's pretty much done a, 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 triple, a triple M move on him and trying to remove his whole head. And nothing, absolutely nothing. Not even a replay to say, go and have a look at it. Nothing. The game just gets played on. So I, I don't understand the decision-making around VAR and why it's not interjecting on, on refereeing decisions, specifically around penalties. It looks like it's just there to call uh, major tackles, which it doesn't even do that, actually. It doesn't... What I've noticed about VAR in the Premier League is it doesn't go... It doesn't do anything to go against the ref unless it's clear and obvious. And the only clear and obvious thing you could ever say would be clear and obvious is offside. Everything else is open to interpretation. And they're kind of backing the ref. So it's a bit of a shambles for me, and it's kind of pointless to have it there. Yeah, so, Connor, I think you've hit the nail on the head. What BR will not do is make any interpretive decisions. Yes. What, what it will do is confirm if someone's offside, onside, or if there was a handball by a forward. Apparently, what it won't do is rule if someone's encroached the box for a goal kick, such as Delafeo did for Watford's first goal. But it, so apparently, it doesn't rule goals out for that. So we can tick that off, that that's not going to rule those type of goals out <laughs> um, until it randomly does. Well, Pat, uh, but- sorry, to your point there. So this is the craziness of VAR. So something as small as... So that's a clear rule. The attack, the opposing team cannot be in the box prior to the ball being played, right? That's a clear rule. I'm pretty sure another clear rule is a keeper cannot move off his line when taking a penalty. So how the hell are those two rules any different in terms of their interpretation? And why is VAR or why is VAR jumping in for one of them and then not jumping in? For the other one, which is clear and obvious. This this is the madness of VAR, which makes no sense. 
Yeah, uh, let, let's cut the VAR discussion short because we all agree it is it's rubbish. Pointless. Absolute rubbish. It's a mess, yeah. Liam, do you have anything for us? Yes, I've got another one. Um, I didn't watch this game, but it was a bit of a shock to see the result of two goals to five. But um, what's poor poor Wolves or what has has Chelsea has Lampard's Chelsea finally clicked as well? Um, that was unexpected for me. I thought Wolves were going to do really well this year, and I think especially at home, their their form is they're they're very hard to beat there. But it seems like Chelsea were up. I think was it three or four zip. I think it was three. I think yeah, it was three nil three early. Yep. And I mean, have that has has Lampard got his team working well, and are they going to finish higher than mid table? Are they potentially pushing that top six, slash top four now, or was it a lucky result? I don't think. Are Wolves maybe going to struggle as well, given the fact that they have to play Europa this year as well? Um, there's a whole lot of factors, but I think that was a that was a shock result for me. I thought I really I like Wolves. I really I think they're not my second team, but. I do enjoy watching. They're a team that I go out of my way to watch these days um, and see their results because I just think they play a really attractive style of of play. But um, yeah, I felt I felt for Wolves when I when I read that result. I don't know. Did you guys watch the game at all? Yeah, well, watched a bit I, of it. And what, uh, what, what, what I've noticed with Chelsea, sorry, Con, um, is I've actually enjoyed them to the eye. I think they played some really good football, and that's why I lumped them in with the other teams, saying those teams that. Have a have shown a bit of enterprise, and the team's got what they just what they deserve really this week in a lot of ways. Because I think Chelsea have played well in the first few weeks, but often not got the results. And often there's been a a late fade away, which has cost them. They've been two 0 up, and then they've conceded two late goals, or not played, not not turned up in the second half basically. And I think with Wolves it was a little bit the same. It threatened to be a bit the same. They got up three 0 then it came back to three two, I think, and then it was it looked like they'd have a similar fade out, but then they, they, they got a couple of late ones to, to seal it. But, but yeah, I, th- I think they are looking pretty good, Chelsea. I think there obviously is an issue with legs in the last 25, 30 minutes, or is it inexperienced not being able to see a game out? But I reckon they're, they're looking pretty good. What did you think, Con? I've said it before. I think Chelsea are doing well, but to me, for the long haul in the season, they'll eventually fade. Um, I will say on another note, though, we're talking very highly of Timmy Puki and he's great and he's done well, but I don't think we can forget what Tammy Abraham is actually doing at, at Chelsea. I mean, he's been absolutely phenomenal. He's joined top scorer. He's gone from scoring a brace to then scoring a hat-trick. So he is on absolute fire at the minute. You know, not a player I thought much of in terms of um, him doing anything for Chelsea, but uh, give props where it's due. He looks the goods. He looks confident. If you see his finishes, Pat, you know, we raved on about Pukki in that Liverpool game. But if you watch Tammy Abraham and his, his level of finishing, he is a, he's a young kid in, in the prime of, or sorry, should I say in the form of his life currently. And um, he just looks like just about every shot he takes is going to end up in the goal. So This is a week on where, where I rated his finishes really mm. highly. I think the previous weeks I had in the back of my mind, there's a few scrambles where he showed good 
predatory instinct to get into the right spot to slot home a, a, a fumble or a gold math scramble or something like that. But I was in the back of my mind, I was going, but does he, is he clinical with normal type opportunities? And I think this week he showed he was both with the head and with the feet. I, I really adored that little slot of feet. I thought oh. it go away and he just like t- tapped it to the left and then, then tapped it to the right in the same movement and just Brilliant. breezed past the defender and then drilled at bottom corner. That was beautiful. Absolutely. So, yeah, I think to, to Liam's point as well, Wolves are, I think they're going to have a Burnley season in that they're going to find it very hard to back up. You know, the top teams struggle to back up Thursdays and weekend games with the bloody Europa League traveling to all ends of Europe. So I think they're going to feel it. And don't be surprised if they kind of, yeah, below mid-table coming towards the end of the season. You don't think they're going to be relegated? No, I don't don't think they'll be relegated, but I think they're in for a, a tough, tough season until they either get knocked out of Europa League or they just don't have the squad. And that's the challenge most of these teams. Um, such as Wolves and, and, and your Burnleys and so forth. You know, you can have a brilliant Premier League season, but when you got to start traveling into Europe and your, your, uh, your priorities change, you know, you start asking yourself, what is the priority? And then you think, oh, we can do both. And then all of a sudden, you're fighting off relegation before you know it. So Wolves have to be very careful with the decisions that they make. Right, great. Right, so that wraps it up. We're moving into... Who the F said that? Alexis at the back post, but it's Messi! You kidding me? This is off the charts again! Brilliant from Messi! He can do it! Whatever you need, a fireman! Messi's the man to call! You both ready? Born ready. Ready as ever. Right. Here we go. A topical one. I'm going to start easy and get progressively harder. Take a listen. I, I think Arsenal's pr- problem is they've got players that think they're better than they are. And I think they need a plan B. And they didn't have enough players in the team today to be able to get each other together and go, you know what, let's go long for five, ten minutes variation. and collect the second ball. A little bit of variation. They made it life easy for Watford. It was like I kept saying, let them have it. And then you just take it off them and it's exactly what happened. Owen Hargreaves. Wrong. And Liam, Michael just, Owen. Uh, no, both wrong so far. Uh, hang on, I know that voice. Yes. So bloody. Any clues or we're not allowed any clues? It would be a former player that would take great delight in watching Arsenal not do that well. Tim Sherwood. <laughs> no, not him. Not him. Uh. Former Arsenal, uh, former player that would take great delight in Arsenal. Not do but well. you got the right club, though. Yeah, I know it would be Tottenham because who the hell is it? It's not uh, Gary Lineker. No. No. Okay. I must be all out of guesses at this point. <laughs> the voice is very familiar. Not Jermaine. No, it's not Jermaine Genus. No, no, it's not Jermaine. Were you going to say Defoe? No, no, no. I'm going to cut you all off because you're all wrong because it is Jermaine Janus. It is? Yes. I said that. (laughs) No, 
you said it wasn't, so you're wrong. I said it's said not it was. No, no, yes. no, no, hang you, on. You said it's hang not Jermaine Jenis, and I, I said, said yes. And I said, no, it is. So you're wrong. So I was right. It was a rhetorical question. <laughs> Can we rewind that? <laughs> so, uh, so he was obviously talking about Arsenal playing out from the back. Um, ad nauseum, ad nauseum, and yeah, just played down the down the line to one of your wingers. That's what they're there for. Relieve the pressure a bit, and if you do that a few times, then uh, they're going to have to stop pressing if you keep bypassing the press. It was very disappointing. Um, I don't know why I played that clip. It's got me all upset again. Um, <laughs> he, here is another one. This one, ooh, it's starting to get a bit hard. I don't think either. I think you guys could go zero from three here. We'll see. I don't, I don't even get half a point for saying that. Jeez. No, just for, for saying it wasn't who it was. You don't get any. <laughs> okay, here's the next one. You should, you, you should get the person. I haven't. I don't think I have. Private rat? Loads of them. <laughs> <laughs> just social media has not been around that long, is, is it? That to, wise? To, is I it think so. There wasn't the opportunity. Do you think you would have been at risk? On social media? Yeah. Round with people. Yeah. I think there's every chance of that. <laughs> I know Liam has no clue who that is. It's Don Hutchinson. Yeah. Oh, well done. Yes. Why don't you know who that is, Liam? No idea. Because he doesn't know who Don Hutchinson is. Yeah, I don't even know who Don Hutchinson is. <laughs> I know one Don. <laughs> you know Ron Don. Yeah. <laughs> and what's he talking about for bonus points, Con? Mate, I was so busy concentrating on who it was, I had no idea what he was actually... I don't think I heard a word he was saying. <laughs> so I've actually got no clue. It was something topical from about a week and a half ago. Shall I play it again, and you can think of both yeah. of you can think about what he's talking chuck about. It, chuck it on again. Yeah, I haven't. I don't think I have. Private rat? Loads of them. <laughs> <laughs> just social media has not been around that long, is, is it? That to, wise? To, is I it, think so. There wasn't the opportunity. Do you think you would have been at risk on social media? Yeah. Round with people. Yeah. I think there's every chance of that. <laughs> Uh, so were there any high profile people yeah. having social a, media rows lately? They're always having bloody rows, but I can never oh, there's that many. I'm gonna take a wild stab here only because we talked about it a couple of weeks ago. Is he talking about Mane and Salah Does it... that situation? Nope. We, at Liverpool, we don't take our stuff to social media, mate. And two for, media. Here's a clue. Two former Newcastle players. Oh, Alan Shearer and Michael Owen. Yes, of well course. Done. Their Twitter row. Yes, that's what it was. When did yep. we talk about that? No, we didn't talk about it. Well, you've, that's given, that, you've given him some dummy clues there, Pat. I didn't say we talked about it. You didn't say it. we I, spoke I, about it. I, th- I think, Liam, you've got to listen to the clues just like in the next segment, which we'll get to oh, in a second. Pat, Pat Liam, Liam is a day behind. He just got back from Hawaii, don't you? Yeah. Oh, gee, I better not lose to it. Anyway. I'm still sipping on my Long Island. It's still Sunday, oh, then. Oh, don't show off. This one <laughs> is one which I don't think either of you get. This is more for the more intellectual and smarter listeners oh, back, 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 back at home so they can thanks. try and get this one. See how you guys go. Um... I can think of dozens of players in the past that have went, God, don't want to go there. Can't be bothered with that this time. As you're saying, it's a bit of a laugh to one of your mates. But when you're asked to go, they turn up. 
You know, it's just, it's just, it's almost an aside, a bit of fun, a bit of a joke, a bit of a laugh, a silly thing to say, something that you probably actually, I would guess he didn't actually believe it at all. <laughs> I actually know that voice, mate. You serious? Yeah. No <laughs> joke. I don't know it. I don't know. I don't even know what he's saying. Liam wouldn't have a clue. What he's saying. Liam wouldn't have a clue. Put it. Can you play it one more time? Because I actually do know who that voice is. Can you play it? Um, I can think of dozens of players in the past that have went, God, don't I go there. I can't be bothered with that this time. As you're saying, it as a bit of a laugh to one of your mates. But when you're asked to go, they turn up. You know, it's just, it's just, it's almost an aside, a bit of fun, a bit of a joke, a bit of a laugh, a silly thing to say, something that you probably actually, I would guess he didn't actually believe it at all. So remember, wow. even if you don't know who He's it is, Scottish. yes, if you, if, even if you don't know who it is, you can get a point for what it's about. What is a topic? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it was, it was a topic that was, uh, so Liam, not brought up on this show, but very topical, <laughs> very topical during, the international break. Get that? It was two clues in one there. I'll know exactly who that is as soon as you say it because I know that voice. Okay. Well, he's Scottish. I gave you a good clue. He's Scottish. I know well, it's Scottish. You that's twisted. two, you didn't have two to points. Tell me that. Two points for Liam. For what? It's obvious it's Scotty. <laughs> <laughs> so it's tied to all. Tied to all. This is highway robbery. No, just, just kidding. I can't. Even I can't do that, Liam. You could do nothing so far. Oh, no. Okay, three seconds. I'm gonna. Two. I'm gonna be so pissed off when you say who it is because I know that voice. Don't tell. It is Pat Nevin, former Scottish footballer. And okay, he was, no, I, I was. <laughs> and he was talking about the big controversy when Ollie McBurney was was recorded and put on social media saying that he didn't want to get he didn't want to go to Scotland and play for Scotland because they are shite. And then he got picked by Scotland, had to go play for them, and they were still shite. Yeah, That's who right. it was. No idea well, who that is. Who's well, Ollie. thanks for that, Pat. That was real. I really enjoyed that segment this week. <laughs> uh, Con, Con wins that segment. Liam, I hope you do a bit better in in this one. I own the club. That's right. Dollar, uh, dollar. Make it rain on Hey, hey. Uh, uh, I'm who the heck is that? I won't Who the intro. Who the F is that? Led by Con Taylor, where Liam and I try and guess from a series of 10 clues given by Con who that person, former player, not normally associated with EPL. It doesn't have to be a former player, I guess. Could be a manager, could be a could be anybody associated with the English Premier League. Is that right, Con? That is correct, Pat. That is correct. You are one hundred percent on the money. So you guys must have missed this segment last week with your international chat with uh, old Dan Haswell, but it's back. <laughs> Anyone remember the scores from the first week, lads, or have we uh, forgotten I'm that winning. completely? Six two or seven two or something crazy. That's right. So six Pat two at the moment is the scores. 
Pat is last <laughs> and I am first. But, but Con, yes. I, I replayed the bonus points you're going to get, give me for naming that David James's nickname. And I oh. got it before you got down oh. to zero. So I should have got another five bonus points. Look, I suggest you go through the right um, ap- appeal processes, mate, in our bylaws. If you just look at section 3.2 of the What the Football, Who Am I segment and uh, follow that procedure, mate, and we'll see if we can get you that point, okay? Right. I've just looked at it. Thank you. I will do that. <laughs> no problem at all. Thank you. Okay. So, yeah, we go, boys. A couple of curly ones here for you. I'll uh, start off this segment by saying, you're not who I think I am. Does that make sense? I don't even know. Anyway, I was born the 29th of March, 1990, which makes me 29 years old. Yes, you heard it, 29 years old. All of the best people in the world are currently. Well, the 29th of March? Yes, and I am 29. Is that the first clue? That is the first clue. <laughs> Mo Salah. Nope. Oh. Three, two. I'm not even going to guess. One. Snatching our straws. Right. I'm, I'm saving my guesses. That was that was the timer that just went off there. Thanks, guys. Whoever said that. Clue number two, I have played for many clubs, including Sevilla, Celtic, Schalke in the Bundesliga, and Bronby. Bronby? So I've played in Spain, England, Germany, Scotland. Did you say an English club there? Yeah. You said Seville, Celtic, yeah, I'm not, Schalke, and Bronby. I, I deliberately didn't say the English club. Oh, well, then how are we supposed to guess? Exactly. Well, you know that he's playing in England. But I'm not going to tell you the club. You obviously don't want us to guess. I want you to use that thing between your head, mate. Tricky. Jesus. On clue number two, Pat's got it. Oh, good <laughs> Lord. <laughs> but hang on. That's not his full name. Uh, Timmy Pookie. Liam is the winner. I'm sorry, <laughs> Pat. You cannot just give a surname. The rules are the rules. Everyone knew who I was talking. If I say Paducah, <laughs> you're going to say, oh, which Paducah? You have to give the full name in this game in order to win it. These are the rules. I don't make them. I don't make the rules. I just enforce them. So, so if, if, Liam, you, if, if, if Liam says, if, if Liam says Owen and you say what Owen, I, and I jump in and say Michael Owen, does, do you're I the win? winner, hundred <sighs> percent. You have to say the full name. Could be Owen Hargreaves. He could be saying, who knows? He says Owen. Well, so you got to well, be careful. Well, I don't think I don't think Liam gave the full name. I, I did. Okay, so to, in the order of fairness, then, if you can give me without googling the full name of Timmy Pookie, can't even pronounce his bloody name, let alone what his name is. You can have the one. 
Tim Pat. Timalu Pookie. Timalu. <laughs> did you just make that up? I did. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, you know what? His actual name is Timu. So Liam is actually correct. Timu, I know, and Tiro Puki. I and Tiro Puki, yeah, you just did Google that, didn't you? Uh, I'm sorry, Pat. I know it's heartbreaking, mate, but you got to give the full name. There's nothing heartbreaking about it, mate. The rules are clear. I said his full name. I take the points. Uh, okay, sorry, Pat, but that. You know, you got it on the second guess again, and Liam snuck in there to take it off you. So that's eight points to Liam. Well done. I'll give you some other little clues on him anyway. I've represented my country 76 times and scored 20 goals. I've won the Scottish title and finished third in the Bundesliga. I have a total number of career appearances of 378 and managed to score 148 goals in the process. I made a total of one appearance while playing in Spain. And my only highlight there was sitting on the bench versus Real Madrid. I became the third Finnish player to score a brace in the German Bundesliga. And in April 2019, I was named the EFL Championship Player of the Season and was included in the Championship Team of the year, uh, of the Season. So I am Timu Puki. Well done, Liam. Thank you, thank you, thank you very much. All right, Pat. So now that you've learned your lesson, we go on to clue number two and player number two. So here we go. I was you seriously born... think I'm guessing. Say again. You seriously think I'm going to play? <laughs> oh, <laughs> he's he's gonna... thrown his toys out the cot. He's, he's out and out. I mean, this is an Arsenal supporter for you. He's just absolutely done. So. You do what you need to do, Patrick. It's your reputation on the line here, mate, for all our listening public. They are making notes on you, just FYI. Uh, player number two, Liam, looks like you got a free run at this. I was born on the 11th of January, 1987, and I'm an English footballer who has made a total of 357 professional appearances. Any guesses, Liam? Dwight York. No. Dwight York's a little bit older than... I was going to say, 32. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For the 10 points, Pat, and a bonus five, if you get it. All right, <laughs> oh, I know you're guess. trying to suck up to me now, aren't you? <laughs> How can it be worth 10 points? He's already give, you've already given one clue. <laughs> it's a 10-pointer, mate, on the first one. And there was no real bonus five, Pat. I was just trying to make you feel better. <laughs> uh, English footballer, 357 games. Um, come on, come on, come on. Come on, Pat, come on. I can do this. I can Get back do in it. the game. I can do it. I believe in you. Where's this timer? Three, two, one. Too late. Too late. Too late. All right. I was uh, not long that long ago, EPL Player of the Season, Football Writers Player of the Year, winning numerous Player of the Month awards, as well as winning uh, the coveted English Premier League title, amongst other things. 
Joe Hart. Nope. Jesus. That's a good guess, sir. You could have given me that one. Good guess. It was a good guess. It was a good guess. Three. 357 games. Two. One. No. I'm no, biding my time. Liam. I'm biding my time. Okay. And this is one for the Arsenal fans. Ian Wright wrote in 2015 that I could be England's equivalent. Sorry. Ian Wright wrote in <laughs> October 2015 that I could be England's equivalent to Salvador Scilacci at the Euro 2016. You guys don't know who Scilacci is. You're not going to know who this player is and why that reference. Three, two, one, nothing. Wow, really quiet. <sighs> okay, on to the next clue. I am known for my high work rate, relentless running, and I'm also capable of creating chances for my teammates. I'm just trying to think of his first name. I know who this is, of course. You do? Yeah, I just don't want to get his first name wrong. You guess the last name, I'll tell you the first name. <laughs> <laughs> okay, Pat's biding his time before he dives in with an answer. You got three seconds, guys. You got two. You have one. Your time is up. All right. Sky Sports pundit Gary Neville commented, on how my approach influences teammates. He sets the tempo and the tone for the rest of the team and gives no other player any excuse for not working hard. So can I go back to clues? Did you say you won the Premier League? Yes. Jeez. 87 makes sense. Uh, I, th I thought you were doing a trying to squeeze in Jordan Henderson somewhere. But... Mm, nope. Definitely hasn't won the Premier League. Is a European Cup winning champion, but not the Premier League. Oh, man. Is it. No guesses. Jesse Lingard. No. Nice guess, though. Nice guess. Although I usually play as a central role as a striker, I am a very versatile player who is capable of playing in several attacking positions and I've played as a winger as well in my career. Jamie Vardy. Liam's on fire. It is Jamie Vardy. He's played 357 games. He sure has. Oh, and close. Closing out his, uh, his clues, according to his club vice chairman, he drank heavily every night during his early days at the club and would turn up often to training, highly intoxicated. After the talk with his chairman at Leicester, he gave up drinking and took training more seriously from there on. 
During Euro 2016, I spoke to the media about my unusual lifestyle choices for professional sportsmen. I told them that I do not exercise in a gym and that I consume Red Bull caffeinated beverages and snuff smokeless tobacco. I have played for four clubs each in a different tier across English football. I am Jamie Vardy. Uh, good pick. Well done, Liam. Fifty-seven games. Yeah, 30, 32. I didn't think he was that old, actually. I thought he was 29, 30. That's career appearances, yeah, not Premier League. But well oh, done, Liam. Thank this you. turning into a resounding month for Liam with uh, eight points from... From the first one, he took under Pat's nose and uh, a further three points here, putting him on 11 plus six, takes him to 17 and Pat on a paltry two. Diabolical, uh, Con. Con, this, this could have been an exciting end to the month with me on 10, Liam on nine, but you've ruined it. <laughs> you have ruined the excitement in this segment by that ridiculous ruling. Look, the rules, Pat, I don't write them. I just enforce them. But I will say this. You do have two more Mondays. So this could be yet quite an intriguing end of the month with 40 points up for grabs. And you, my dear sir, only have to make up 16 points. So it's how much fight is left in the dog is the question, mate. Well, it'll take me a week to get over my sook that I'm about to go and have at the end of this show. <laughs> but while I go and have a sook, we'd love to hear from our listeners. So... Twitter at WT underscore football, Facebook at WT football podcast. We'd be getting some good comments and some good posts up there. So guys, give us a few WTF moments. They give us a few ideas for who said that and, and, and who the F is that as well. And, uh, when we'll, we'll play some clips from you guys. So, uh, in the meantime, we're off and we will see you all next week. See you boys. Thanks all. See you next week. Thanks for listening. See you next week. I need more away from hell for this.